0: I'm pretty sure the first day I came in, I was like, I am never, ever doing CrossFit. I will never do it. I think, you know, I had all these preconceived notions of what CrossFit was and how it was to your body. And yeah, and here I am doing CrossFit. Losing weight has completely changed my life and becoming more fit has completely changed my life. Um, no, I think it's definitely a mindset. I mean, I wasn't ready two years ago, three years ago. Um, I diet or I'd work out or, you know, attempt something, but I never was that motivated. Honestly, no, I never thought I would be below 200 pounds.
1: Welcome back to the Building Better People podcast. This is your host, Charlie Lima. I have Stephanie Leatherwood on the podcast today. What an incredible story. She has seen amazing results and her life has completely changed since losing over a hundred pounds. You'll definitely be glad you listened to this podcast. Enjoy.
0: Hi, my name is Stephanie Leatherwood. I am 30 years old. I'm a mom of two and married to Jeff. Um, We are in the real estate field in town and have a property management company. We do real estate sales and do a lot of investment property in town.
1: 30 years old. That was a big year. When was the birthday?
0: Last May. So I'm almost 31, which... I don't don't like to admit that. Okay, "Mm." so you're
1: about to be 31. So when did you start working out with me here? Do you remember when that was?
0: It was right after my 30th Okay, I
1: thought so. And uh, I would say that this part of your life has looked a lot different than the first part of your life. A lot like me, I tell people all the time, you know, like the first 18 years of my life looked completely different um, in terms of my health than the last 18. Well, probably in some other ways too, but... Um, in in terms of the last eighteen years of my life. So, uh, can you give me a little backstory? Because your your fitness journey, your health journey, is so amazing, and I want to make sure that we capture it and that people can really understand where you were. And so, give me as far back as you want to start, and tell me tell me where you started.
0: Um, I would say that I did not lead a healthy lifestyle until I had basically my come to Jesus moment with myself. And I was 29, just turned 29, and I was morbidly obese. I couldn't really play with the kids outside. I was not living my life to the fullest. Like we did fun things, we did, you know, we traveled, but like when we traveled, I couldn't do things that I wanted to do with my kids, or it was uncomfortable, or I get tired fast. So when I turned 29, I was like, I need to do something. And so I started walking started changing my eating um and really that was the first thing i did i was too embarrassed to get to a gym i was not ready for it um i knew if i went once i probably wouldn't go back because i was so out of shape so overweight i mean just nothing was clicking for me so i started walking and jeff bought me a treadmill treadmill and I started eat, making better choices. And then I had a goal to lose a certain amount before my 30th birthday. We did a big trip with friends and our coworkers. And so I had a goal and I wanted to be under 200 pounds. And for me, that was that's 90 pounds lighter than I was before. So when I hit that goal, we came back from our trip. And as a company, we started a weight loss competition, a fitness competition, and just kind of encouraged each other to be healthy. And when we came back, Jeff and I started talking about how are we going to take this to the next step? And me- immediately I started reaching out to friends on Facebook and asking around and almost everybody said come to boomfit, come to boomfit. And I asked Jeff about it. I was like, "Look, will you do personal training with me because I need someone to go with me. I need someone to go to a gym with me. I need support." And he's like, "Yes, but if we're going to go to someone, we're going to go to Charlie Lima." So I remember I came and talked to you by myself, and I don't even think he was signed on at that point. Came and talked to you, though. I was so excited when we left, and I think we started the next week Yeah, with you. And then here we are Which, a year later.
1: You, I mean, your results, Stephanie, have been honestly the best I've ever seen. Like, you are... Thanks. Really, all-encompassing, you know, everything. You guys are embracing the lifestyle. You are healthy. I mean, its it really is like the goal here is building better people. And I feel like y'all's story is so awesome, you know. And and Jeff's is much of a part of it, being married, you know, to you, as I'm sure as you are. So when you say that you had a come-to-Jesus moment, you know, what— Like, tell me what that day or that, that, what was that season like? Like, how did it get from the first 29 years of your life to that moment?
0: Um, you know, I never really had issues with my confidence with weight. even when I was bigger, I was still very confident in myself, but at one point I remember feeling terrible, terrible and thinking to myself, I am going to kill myself. Like I thought I'm going to die and my kids will not have a mom and, it was just that moment where I realized like I have got to do something and I don't know what it is, but I'm going to just start walking. And that was terrible. So that was, that was really the turning point. It's just feeling unhealthy, feeling like I'm going to die. And my children were at the time three and five. And I was, that was unacceptable. And you were
1: 290 pounds, you said? I was
0: 285, 290. Yeah. Which I mean, I'm 5'11", but that's, yeah. Way too and what
1: big. how And how long did you go for a walk? Was it a couple miles? Was it barely... So I wouldn't even
0: go outside because I was, I was so hot. You, I
1: mean, yeah. Was it a treadmill? How long I, were you on yeah. the treadmill? So
0: I started walking a mile. Was that hard? It was terrible. It was hard. I would be sweating profusely. Um, I mean, it was terrible. And then I started working myself up to... Longer walks and then maybe a little bit of jog and then walk, jog and walk. And then eventually I started going outside and doing, you know, longer runs with some walking and would go around the neighborhood. And then Jeff started joining me and then, yeah, I mean,
1: so now, progressed. you know, just spoiler alert, you know, Stephanie is super fit. <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> if, say I'm super if fit. If you thing. had, you know, because some people listening are just listening. They haven't seen you. And I'm sure we'll put some pictures up so people can get a better idea. But um, you're now in this body that you're super healthy. I mean, you're running. I mean, to run a 400 meter in a in a workout is not a big deal. No. Uh, or even a mile or two. You know, you can do that easily. I mean, it's probably not easy. But, I still
0: don't love it. Yeah. But it feels amazing afterwards.
1: Yeah, and you're you're. Your, your food choices are completely different. You're, you're thinking about what you're doing, your food journaling. I mean, it is, you're in a completely different place.
0: Yeah. And I would say that even after I lost a substantial amount of weight, when I came here to you, um, it really changed everything. Like more about nutrition and like the understanding of why you eat what you eat. And really, I really felt like you focused mostly on nutrition, um, in the beginning and, and still like I know when I come to see you that I'm going to have to be responsible for the decisions I've made with my nutrition and I'll even ask you questions now and I know the answers to them because you've taught me the answers to them but I'll ask you knowing what you're going to say it's I, I'm like I thought about it the other day and I'm like I know the answer he's given me all the tools but it's just I have to make the right decisions every single day every meal Every morning I have to wake up and be like, okay, this is how I'm going to eat today because it's the right way to eat. You know so what I mean?
1: when you started here, you were already down about 90 pounds?
0: Uh, I started thinking about that as we're talking. I think I was down 70 and I've lost another 60 since last year this time and, and you, gained you, a bunch of muscle yeah boost. you
1: hadn't been doing any weights i, I or, couldn't do a sit-up when i came right here. i remember <laughs> I, I mean or, remember. or push up. yeah I no mean, I I, do I, anything. and so you in, in your experience do you starting to explore new work types of workouts and eating healthier and did you have any like preconceived thoughts about weights and about working out I feel like you know the answer (laughs) to
0: this, Charlie. Um, I'm pretty sure the first day I came in, I was like, I am never, ever doing CrossFit. I will never do it. I think, you know, I had all these preconceived notions of what CrossFit was and how it was to your body. And yeah, and here I am doing CrossFit.
1: Yeah, because at some point, I want to say it was January, right? December. It was kind of when we said, hey from, we did pretty much exclusively private training. Yep. And then in December, we transferred kind of you guys into the CrossFit classes starting in January. I think you officially started, Jeff started in December, you started in January.
0: Yes. And since
1: then you guys have been coming and doing CrossFit classes. So, and I love it. Yeah. So again, I'm a, I'm a trainer. So, um, but I love hearing when, when you're, the client or when you're the person going through this progression, right? Because it goes from not being able to do a sit up to doing 150 in a workout if needed. Yeah. What was that like in your head like coming into days probably not knowing what we were going to do, being challenged, having to do new things, having to push yourself like, you know, were there days that you felt like this is too hard for me or were you always motivated to come? What was that? whole experience, like basically progressing from no, from no, even though you'd lost a lot of weight, but really not much fitness. I was weak. Weak. I was, right? I
0: was weak. I was, I had lost weight and I, I, you know, I'd lost a substantial amount of weight and I was so motivated when I started coming to train with y'all or you that I was excited about coming, but, but still fearful because I was like, am I going to be able to do this? Will I survive? Because I mean... When you go into personal training and you're weak and you're out of shape, it is, it is hard. It is exhausting. It's hard on your mind. It's hard on your body. So like making sure that I woke up in the mood to be like, I'm going to personal training today. I am going to do this. I'm going to kill the workout. It's going to be awesome. And I still do that with CrossFit. I mean, I get mo- motivate myself to come to class because the first step is actually getting here. And once I'm here, I'm good.
1: And you're talking on things and what I feel like the conversations lead me to want to ask a question that I think is beneficial is sometimes people think that just because you hire a personal trainer and just because you have a CrossFit membership means that you're going to lose 60 pounds or get in better shape. And that's not the case at all. Right. Because you're kind of describing to me as like you recognize that you had everything to do with getting all those things done that were asked of you and now from your angle you know you're already you know there in other words like most people start and they would love to lose 60 pounds or much you know there's other people who would love to lose 100 pounds or, or or and somebody's they want to get a pull up you know or they
0: that's my my yeah, next goal yeah or they
1: want to lose uh, body fat around their waistline whatever it is the goal is cuz the goals you know vary person to person circumstance to circumstance but it doesn't just happen there has to be a lot of ownership. There has to be this feeling of like, man, I'm going to do what I need to do. I'm going to do my part. And what is your what is that? What is your part? What is a person's part when it comes into um getting the results in the gym?
0: Well, I think you make a good point. I feel like a lot of people think that when they hire a personal trainer that it's all on the personal trainer, that if you're not losing weight, if you're not getting stronger, that oh, it must be the personal trainer's fault. But it's not the case. I mean, I do think that working out leads me to make better nutrition choices. But the nutrition choices are 100% my own. The way I decide to live my life and how I eat is all on me. You can't go with me to every meal and say, don't eat that or don't eat that. I have to do that. Um, So, I mean... While you have helped me do it and given me the tools to it, it's still 100% on me.
1: So is it like the perfect storm of circumstances that lead you to make the right choices? Because there's people that get the information, that get all the tools necessary, that don't get the results. But for some reason, Stephanie and Jeff did. Was it like you have to be at this point where you're desperate or you have to be at this point where you're willing to do whatever it takes Or is it just a matter of like following instructions and some people do that better than others?
0: Um, No, I think it's definitely a mindset. I mean, I wasn't ready two years ago, three years ago. Um, I would diet or I'd work out or, you know, attempt something, but I never was that motivated. I was trying to do it because everybody's doing it or I know I need to do it, but I was never, the mindset was never there. Um, Now... I probably spent and I told Jeff that I almost became obsessed with working out and nutrition and maybe I'm not obsessed maybe this is how most people live their lives but I never worked out I've never been athletic I've never done that so it was a complete shift for me and it was definitely my mind that had to be motivated to get the results that I wanted and when you're extremely overweight It is extremely hard to be like, no, I'm not gonna eat that. Or, no, I'm gonna eat a salad because a salad doesn't fill you up. You're starving after a salad. Whereas now, I probably can't even eat a full salad. Like, I'm full and I know what to eat and what will fuel my body. And, you know, as we've gone through more of this more crossfit and getting stronger i've started like looking into more nutrition based topics and the bulletproof diet and that book i mean i can't believe that i just went on vacation and worked out three or four three or five days read a book about nutrition and have continued trying to hack my body since we got back so i mean i definitely think it's a mindset and you have to be mentally prepared because it's a lot of work
1: you're absolutely right and that's couldn't have said it better myself. And I was, as you were talking, as I was asking a question, I thought about like even you guys in real estate, you know, you coach real estate agents. Mm-hmm. You you help them grow their business. And so the same thing, you know, you, you they work, they could work in a great environment. They could have the best coach. But if they don't have the right mindset, then they're not going to get the results.
0: It's kind of like that saying, what is it like? Um, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Yes. And 100% that applies to, your health and fitness, and what we've gone through. And then real estate. I mean, you yeah. can give a real estate agent all the tools they need and give them, I mean, especially Jeff, I mean, he can handhold someone in this economy and teach them everything they need to know. But if they're not willing to put in the work and the preparation to be successful, they're not going to be successful. And same thing with this.
1: Exactly. I mean, so could you? vision yourself where you are today at any point in that journey? Like, are you in a way better place than you ever thought you'd be? Or did you already know I'm going to get to this place that you're at now?
0: Honestly, no, I never thought I would be below 200 pounds. I I don't know why. In my mind, I thought I will never make it below 200 pounds. So I would set, you know, small goals for myself. I'm going to do this. And my first goal was I'm going to walk a mile without being exhausted, which is so embarrassing. But It was real life for me at that point. Like, I couldn't walk a mile without being exhausted. Um, So, you know, I set goals for myself. And right now, my goal is not even weight-based. It's more, like, athletic-based. Like, I want to do a pull-up, like a strict pull-up. I want to... You know, get handstand push ups and things like that, which I never, ever in my life would have thought I'd be here, you know, which is awesome.
1: Well, and that's something that I've shared. I've probably shared it on the podcast in different interviews, or I've shared it a lot of times with people when they ask about CrossFit. You know, for I was a trainer for five years before I found CrossFit, and every goal was weight loss, you know, uh, looking better in a bathing suit, uh, body fat percentage. Like every goal that my clients had was completely aesthetically focused. After CrossFit was when now people started having these goals of I want a you know 135 pound back squat, I want handstand push-ups, I want pull-ups, yeah. I want muscle ups. And it's so neat because CrossFit really has taken that focus off of now a byproduct a byproduct of all that stuff happening let's be honest if you couldn't do any pull-ups and now you can do pull-ups you're probably a little bit lighter right leaner yeah. you know so you're you're kind of accomplishing the same thing or you're getting the results that you want you're just my, mentally focused on something completely different
0: yeah and i think as a as a woman it's better to be focused on your athletic goals or whatever because women, I feel like women fluctuate. And I'm sure all people fluctuate in their weight depending on, you know, what's going on in your life. And um, I have been fluctuating between a five-pound difference and I'm not getting hung up on it. I'm more focused on, okay, let me get to the gym. Let me do this. Let me practice this. And that has served me well. I mean, I feel like I'm doing way better than I ever thought I would do. Even in January when I started CrossFit, I was terrified. But everybody in class makes you feel good even if you are doing terrible or not you know not doing what everybody else is doing i think i started with like bands on a lot of stuff and like ring rows instead of even the most basic crossfit moves and now i'm just i don't know it's so a lot much, of support you get there's a lo- so much support you get a lot of support and i even in the beginning when i started walking i had you know meredith and ryan they mm-hmm. i told meredith i remember she would work out all the time and i Couldn't understand why is this girl working out twice a day? I mean, what is she doing? But she had goals, like fitness goals. And, you know, I was like, okay, this girl's crazy. And then finally I had like a talk with both of them. And I was like, I need to do something. And they were the most supportive ever. And I remember Ryan told me, just replace one, start by replacing one meal a day with a protein shake. And he gave me protein. I remember I told you, that's the only protein I drink. And that was the start of it all. And started losing weight and yeah and now I'm here
1: so how how has this impacted your marriage doing this with Jeff
0: I mean our marriage is better than ever um coming to work out with him is almost like a team building thing um it has given Jeff and I a designated time that we're together and before like life is busy, you get wrapped up in all sorts of things. But like the fact that we know, okay, we're going to go to the gym together at least three or four times this week or go to training with Charlie. Um, it's nice. I mean, I don't want him to judge my CrossFit open again, but, <laughs> 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 but I love, I mean, it's been great for us. Yeah. Really I, has.
1: you know, a lot of times whenever people start working out, I I will often encourage if, if, if it's even an option, right. For the spouse to join, because we, as a mar- in a marriage, we want to connect. Like, that's what we want. We want to connect in multiple areas of our life. You know, kids are, are one of the things that help us connect because now we're raising a child together. And working out is such a great way to connect with your spouse.
0: Well and make sure you're all on the same page too. Yeah. Oh, so like yeah. if we're working out together, that means we're spending time together, that means we have similar goals, which is great for a marriage, because you don't want, you know, wife to have goals this way and you know husband have goals that way. We are going down the same path together and doing it together. Yeah. And when I'm not feeling motivated he is motivated and it helps me get back on that page or when he's not motivated i'm like let's get back on the you know the right page yeah um but i would say that you know in losing weight and with the gym and getting there and doing anything health and nutrition based you need support and whether that's friends spouse you know honestly the gym is this gym is a huge support system so like it supported Jeff and I's marriage in ways, in certain ways. I mean, our faith, um, friendships, everything that I about this gym. I don't it has helped me get to where I am. And I was just, I ran into do you know Courtney James.
1: Yeah, I, I ran into her
0: this weekend. And they're moving back to town. And I was like, I know she's done CrossFit. I'm like, y'all need to come to Cross, uh, College Station CrossFit. And She's like, I know. And she was like, I'm just scared. I've gained a little weight. And I'm like, come. That just get there you will feel supported. You will feel that community. And I think she's going to come. I, awesome. I just want, I like want to get people here. I yeah. feel like I'm, I've drank the Kool-Aid. Well,
1: you're and you're just a great example. You know, I mean, you do that because people see the results that you've gotten. And it's like, what are you doing? What, you know, where are you working out? Because that's what people want. Like you're the story that people want to accomplish. And it might look different person to person, goal to goal, yeah. um, which is awesome to hear. So what does your diet look like today? So let's talk a little bit about nutrition um, comparatively throughout this last year and a half or two years. Like what what have you found works for you? Because I think there's a lot of women probably listening that are like, man, that sounds great. Now how do I how do I do this, right? So you talked about the treadmill, you talked about the workouts, we talked about so how can how can we say that you know instead of going back to year and a half ago let's go to now like what do you think is the best way to navigate this path nutritionally like how do you need to eat
0: okay so I I do think that everybody's path is probably a little different and I think that my you know where I was when I started this two years ago or however long ago um is totally different than where I am now um so I started just with smaller portions and then I started Um, really a keto based diet that I wasn't strict keto but it was like super low carb eating you know healthy fats um, just I don't know good nutritional food and then when we started with you I I think I mentioned keto to you or something and you're like well and so we kind of modified keto in some ways to keep it low carb you know moderate fat moderate protein But in the beginning, I mean, really making the decision that if my plate has, you know, protein, a carb, and a veggie on it, I would eat the protein first and try to fill myself up on that. And then if I had space for more food, I would go then go to, like, the healthy fat. So, like, avocado, which is my big thing. Um, Then, I mean, hopefully by that point I'm full. But then go to veggies Mm -hmm. and whatever. And um, that really has been what's worked for me and really the, the higher or moderate fat and moderate protein has
1: and so now you know now you're you're looking at like before it was like man I lost 10 pounds I lost 20 pounds like I can only imagine as you're losing all that weight like the snowball effect like man I've just lost 40 pounds well now you're kind of in this new season of like I don't know if you're looking at the scale as much I don't know if you're kind of obsessing over it um But like one to five pounds probably is determined by how clean that eating is, right?
0: One hundred percent. So you know, I come in and be like, "Oh, I did this this weekend," and you are like, "Well, did you know?" Or I'll ask you, "Okay, well, I'm not really losing any weight. I'm kind of like at the same weight," and I'll ask you questions, and I know the answer (laughs) to them, but I'm still asking.
1: Tightening up the belt, let's call it, because like when we when we're too flex on our diet, you know, maybe we're eating the chips at the Mexican restaurant, or we're allowing the little, you know, dessert here and there, what does tightening it up look like for you? What is a really like strict current meal plan look like for you?
0: Okay. Well right now it's a little different than where, if you'd ask me this question, like, three months ago because I just read that Bulletproof Diet right. and you encouraged me even in the beginning like try the Bulletproof Coffee you know and then kind of fast until you after the workout or whatever and I did do that for a while and I didn't really understand why I was drinking the Bulletproof Coffee but now that I've read the book and understand the diet and the biohacking and you know about more about that way of eating um, I have re-implemented that into my nutrition and so I would start with a Bulletproof Coffee and then, so right around 6 a.m., I drink the bulletproof. And then around 11, I finish my workout and go home. And this is not even strict bulletproof because you're supposed to wait, what is it, like 15 the- hours between. But I'm just doing the bulletproof coffee, workout, get home, eat a well balanced meal. So normally I'll eat either eggs and avocado or a protein shake. Um, and then my final meal will be. Or I'll have lunch. Sorry, I forget about that lunch. So protein, a healthy fat, and then dinner, protein, healthy fat. I mean,
1: so it's a pretty. I mean, I would call it more keto style eating, right? Yes. Yeah. With the bulletproof, bulletproof. and you know, I think a, a point that I want to highlight is, it's always good to have something that we're trying to do in our diet. Um,
0: well, and that's kind of why I read the book. I needed to like re-motivate myself yes. and re like tighten tightening the belt around my nutrition and I knew that if I read the book I would get a new level of motivation and I mean really that book is it is a dense read I mean it's a heavy read um but it was good for me because there's a lot of things in nutrition that I really didn't understand or really care about until I started living the way I'm living like GMOs and you know non-organic vegetables and why you don't want to eat some vegetables and why you want to eat organic and understanding that really has helped me tighten the rope. Or yeah,
1: the and, or and so when I say this, I realize that some people will be listening and think this means like jumping from diet to diet to diet. And I think that there's, there is value in that, but there's a difference when you're mentally prepared to do that because in my opinion, every person's meal plan is very unique and customized to them. And when I say that, not just... Uh, the biology of your body because yes, there's like certain people that are going to function and operate way better on low carb diets than others. Uh, You know, example here in the gym is like you put Chris Rhea (laughs) on a low carb diet. And I mean, the guy's going to not be able to perform and it's going to do really negative effects on his, his physical performance and probably the way he feels. But some people operate very well off of a low carb diet.
0: Um, and so, I think I'm in that class. I yeah, like, yeah. So, and, I, and I wouldn't even look at it. Here's one thing that, as an overweight person, Charlie, looking at the way I eat now as a diet is wrong to me. Yes, it is the it is my lifestyle. Now I'm not on a diet. It's the way I should be eating. There's, I mean, yes, I'm gonna mess up. I'm on a birthday. I'm gonna have, you know, we just talked about Jess's birthday last week. I'm gonna have Mexican food where I probably shouldn't be eating chips and stuff like that. But then I have to refocus myself, and it literally takes me going, okay. It's time to get back on track. And it may take me a couple of days. And I'm, I'm human. But I always refocus and say, okay, i got to get back on the way I'm supposed to be eating. And it's not a diet. Yep. It's the way I'm supposed to Well,
1: be and eating. that brings up the, the mental part of it. Because the biology is one th- component. But then also your lifestyle and your mindset. You know, some people, if you put them on too, at, at a certain season of their life, too strict of a meal plan they're going to collapse. I mean, it's whatever that season may be. It might be too much stress in their life. It might be too much going on. There might not be the level of discipline that's required to follow that meal plan. And so by challenging them too much at that season in their life could actually be the worst thing you do. So there is a customized meal plan per person. And when I say meal plan, all I mean is way of eating, right? Not the diet, the lifestyle. And the more times you do things like what you're doing right now, exploring Bulletproof Coffee and diet in that book or at some other point it might be exploring something else you might read another book or asking somebody else a question as like oh you do that or great I need to try that and you know the more that we're kind of doing this it's almost like a research project and this guy who wrote Bulletproof Diet Dave Asprey or Asprey like that, yeah. he talks about like he biohacked himself
0: yeah he and was I, doing a research project yes. on himself
1: and I think that's what we all need to do You know, I'm this, I'm that, I've been researching my own diet for 18 years. And I can tell you based on my research, what I know works best for me, not just on the biology, but on the mindset. Like I know at what level I can commit fully 100% and when I can do that and when I can't. Because let's be honest, like if if you could never eat anything unhealthy, like a chip or a piece of cake, then it probably be the worst thing for you because you would probably go crazy or you'd give in and then indulge for the next six months.
0: Well, and I think that's especially like what you just said is super important when you're really, really overweight and you try to implement a strict diet, you're, you're depri in your mind, you're depriving yourself and you're immediately going to, I hate to say this, but you're immediately going to fail. So like making what I did in the beginning was make small choices that were better. And then I then, like late a couple weeks later, I changed something else, and now I can tell. Like if I eat sugar, sugar is for me is like a gateway drug. Like I can feel it in my body. It I can feel the cravings immediately begin. Um, and if I cut out all sugar, I'm good. But Jeff is different. If he cuts out like carbs, if he has one carb or like. A potato or something like that, which also has sugar in it, but that starchy foods are his gateway drug. And if he eats that, he immediately craves it. So I think understanding my body now and reading that book and understanding what he was doing, the author was doing, and I really am doing the same thing. Exactly. I mean... And I probably will read another book later when I need to re-motivate myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or
1: reread this one, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. I think we can revisit different uh, or reading. uh, There's so much information out there, but I think in interacting with people. So like an example would be if somebody hears this podcast and they are feeling very discouraged or they're feeling very encouraged by your story, having, you know, a conversation with you could be the exact recipe for their success, right? Because a conversation... Can really turn around you mentally and start getting you in the right direction. So saying, Stephanie, you know how you know, tell me your story or having a conversation. Um, another thing they could do is maybe they don't know you personally. Maybe they know somebody in their life who's lost a significant amount of weight or started exercising. Just asking that person, hey how, how do you do that? Like, what is your secret or what is your meal plan and having that, but at the same time, reading a book, right. Is always a good way to do it. Um, plugging into a community, right. Having friends who all work out, you know, you even told me like in your business, like the culture of your business has shifted since, 100%. since two years ago, like now you guys have, a, you've had weight loss challenges and overall you're putting so much more emphasis on being healthy at, at, at Yeah, like
0: this week our business is going to like a little social and we're going to do aerial yoga. And like those are the things we're doing together as a business instead of, hey, let's all go to happy hour and eat a bunch of food and drinks.
1: So uh, last question, which I ask every person on the podcast is, you know, the title of the podcast is Building Better People. I referenced it earlier. You've kind of mentioned a lot of things just now about how exercise and how losing weight has impacted your life but when when you come to this gym and you know that's the focus and the heartbeat of this place like what do those three words mean to you
0: i would say that losing weight has completely changed my life and becoming more fit has completely changed my life um the way i mother the way i am as a wife um, how I interact with friends. I mean, honestly, I am so much more of a positive person. And I don't even think that in the past anyone would have said I was a negative person. But I, in ways, I was. And now I feel like I'm so much happier, so much more positive. And I want to help other people. Because as an overweight person, it is extremely scary and intimidating to go to someone who is fit or someone you perceive as healthy and ask for help. I luckily had friends that encouraged me and I felt comfortable enough to go to that friend and be like, I need help. And I remember that conversation very vividly and they were 100% supportive. Whereas, I mean, it could have gone another way, Mm -hmm. but they were, I mean, they handheld me for like the first six months and I needed someone to handhold me. But if there's someone out there, like if I have a friend I can help or even someone that doesn't know me, I want to help them because you are so much better when you get on the other side. I mean,
1: so a way that you can help, I think, even a listener is there might be somebody who's in that, you know, morbidly obese category, like what you described. You were in, and I was morbidly obese. they feel hopeless. Hopeless. They have tried program after program, whether it's exercise or diet. They are uh, drowning in depression, um, and just don't see a way out, what could you tell that person who's listening right now?
0: Um, Make one small change and eventually you'll start making more changes. If you can make one small change that leads you to a better decision. So for me, it was starting with a protein shake in the morning. And I remember being starving after that, but I was like, I can do it. I can make it to lunch because I wasn't really starving. It was just my, what I call my fat brain telling me I was starving. Um, so I started walking and the protein shake, and that led me to everything else and coming to personal training, getting into crossFit, competing in the first my first open, which I mean I wasn't really competing, but <laughs> I was competing and it was fun and it was inspiring, honestly. I mean, the everyone is excited about that, so it was awesome. it was awesome. But if you, if someone is out there is overweight, depressed, wants to change their lives it's that one small change that you commit to that will change your life because after that one small change comes a million other changes
1: thank you for tuning in today don't forget to subscribe to the building better people podcast where you will hear more stories of individuals being positively impacted by living a healthy lifestyle